Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you tonight. When I first heard about the year of mercy that Pope Francis had called for, my first reaction was, and this is as a priest, gosh, I wonder if I'm doing something wrong. Because it always seemed to me that the life of the priest were always involved with God's mercy. Hearing confessions, especially on retreats, how deep those confessions can be and how life-changing they can be. It seems like we live mercy all the time. You may have felt that yourselves. Perhaps you have a great devotion to the, to the divine mercy, saying the chaplet. And we say, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy at every Mass. There's over 10 times in the Mass that we use the word mercy. But the Pope said in his document, the English title is The Face of Mercy, he talked about in the second paragraph We need constantly to contemplate the mystery of mercy. It is a wellspring of joy, of serenity, of peace. Our salvation depends on it. And then he gave these brief definitions of mercy in the same little paragraph. Mercy is the very mystery of the Most Holy Trinity. Mercy, the bridge that connects God and man. And mercy, the hope of being loved forever, despite our sinfulness. I thought about this for myself, and I think it's probably true for you too. We will not connect to this year of mercy unless we connect with his mercy that he's bestowed on us at some point in our life. Because otherwise, it just all stays as ideas in our minds. It's only really going to affect us because mercy is all about God's heart touching our hearts. So I thought of three ways that we might be able to enter more deeply, very practical ways we might be able to enter more deeply into this year of mercy. The first one is remembering a breakthrough moment. Now maybe we had a moment like this when really we felt the mercy of God was a great moment of forgiveness. But for a lot of us, we don't want to go back there again. It hurt too much. Whatever we did, whatever happened, we're ashamed of it. We're afraid if I go back there, I'll feel guilty about it again. But the truth is, God doesn't want us to go back there to feel the guilt. He wants us to go back there to feel the love, to feel the mercy. Because when we experience a breakthrough moment like this, there is no way we can absorb that whole moment, that all that grace in one single moment. It's like, a, I tell the guys at the seminary, it's like a well. These kind of moments in your life, it's like you, you struck water and you can go back there throughout your life and take another sip and drink it again. It's not easy to talk about these moments because they're, they're very private. They're part of our confession. Who am I going to share that with? It's not prudent maybe even to share that with everybody. But maybe there's a friend 
or your confessor, you could say this in confession and see if the priest is open to it. I'd be open to it if somebody came to me. It's not the same as a general confession because a general confession you go over your whole life, well, then it turns out to be a list. This one, I'm making my regular confession and I say, you know, do you mind if for a few moments I tell you about this tremendous moment when God's mercy came into my life? I just feel like I need to say it out loud again because I realize how much he loves me. And I want to feel that grace and that mercy even more deeply. So that could be one way. I remember, I'll tell you one about mine. When I was in the seminary, that was a long time ago now. (laughs) It doesn't seem that long, but it was a long time ago. And I was in college in Miami. And I was actually in charge of this Lenten penitential service that we had where we went to confession and you took a rock and you put a word on that rock about God's love and you kept it with you. I remember walking outside the chapel afterwards and I was going through at that time in college, I was really struggling with growing and, and wondering if God's really here close to me. You know, you do the whole thing about things that you don't think about yourself well, like lack of self-worth. And I remember looking up into the stars, and there are not many stars in Miami. There's too many lights. But there were a couple. Obviously, it didn't come from there. But I was looking up, I could feel the love coming right in my heart. And for that moment, everything was peaceful. It was a great moment of encouragement, a great moment of mercy. So the first practical way is to go back to a breakthrough moment in your life. And let that mercy continue to flow like a fountain in your own life. The second practical way is to reflect on a story of mercy in the Scripture. There's great stories of mercy in the Scripture. So what's the story that connects for you? Which is your favorite? And the thing to ask is, why is that your favorite one? What about that story makes it your favorite? Because somehow that favorite spot is touching something in your life. It's the way that you connect to God's mercy. And to reflect on that story can open our hearts more and more to God's mercy in our lives. I heard of um, a homeless man. One of my priest friends told me this story. It was the weekend of the prodigal son. And afterwards, after church, the homeless man came up to Father John and he said, I really like that story. I like that he got the ring back. Now, most of us might not even notice that detail. But when the father runs out to the son who's returning, he puts a cloak on him and he puts a ring on his finger. And the ring symbolizes that he's back in the family. Because he didn't expect to be back in the family. He expected to be one of the slaves. And the homeless man, you can see where it connected for him. He said, I'm still in the family. Even though I have nowhere to live, even though I have no family, I'm still in the family. See, that moment, that spot in the story is where God's mercy is touching his life. So where is the one for you? For me, it is the one with the good thief. I can just picture Jesus on the cross, and not only does he say, I'll remember you, but in my image of it, Jesus turns and looks him right in the eyes. And you look into the eyes of Jesus and you see his love. 
even as he's dying, even as he's suffering, he's reaching out to save this man who's lived, who knows what he did wrong, all of his life maybe. So what's the moment for you? What's your favorite story? Something to meditate on the next few days. And the third way to enter more deeply into this year is to contemplate the contemporary stories of mercy. I want to just mention three of them to you. Some of you may have seen the movie Of Gods and Men. It's a great story, great movie. It's about these Trappist monks who live among Muslims in Algiers in the 1990s. And the superior of the community, in 1993, he writes a letter because he feels that one day they're going to be assassinated by the extremists, which the whole town was afraid of as well, these extremists in religion. So he writes this letter in 1993, and he does die by assassination three years later. I want to read you the last paragraph. You know, these contemporary stories, I like to think about them because they're enigmatic, because you look at them and say, how can someone do that? And they're challenging. But at the same time, I find them very attractive. It's it's Christianity at its best. So here's the last paragraph. He writes this last paragraph to his future assassin. And you too, my last-minute friend, who will not know what you are doing. Yes, for you too, I say this thank you and this adieu, to commend you to this God in whose face I see yours. And may we find each other happy good thieves in paradise, if it please God, the Father of us both. Amen. That story, it kind of just stays in my mind. I just kept thinking about it. How, how could he do that? And then there's the story of the Amish at Nickel Mines in 2006 when five of their little girls were killed in that schoolroom by a deranged man. And I saw a video of the wife of the perpetrator. She didn't say anything publicly for years. And then finally she spoke out and she said the day that it happened, or the day after, she saw a group of the Amish men coming towards their house and she knew they were, they were coming to see her. And she was afraid and she was in the house and she says to her dad, what should I do? And the dad says, I'll go out and talk to them. Now, he knew them. This was a small community. And he goes outside and she's watching through the window And they come up to him and they embrace him. They put their arm on his shoulder. And then he comes back inside and they asked him, what did they tell you? And they said, we have come here to offer our forgiveness. And they asked about how she was doing. And they were worried about her kids. I look at that story and I think, talk about mercy. It's God's mercy coming right through them. And the last one. It's a prayer that was found scrawled on a piece of wrapping paper in the Ravensbrook concentration camp. 
the only major Nazi concentration camp for women. Now, some sources say that this prayer was found on the body of a young child or in their, in their clothing, but not all of them say that, so they're not sure if that's true or not. Here's the prayer. Lord, remember not only the men and women of goodwill, but all those of ill will. Do not only remember all the sufferings that they have subjected us to, remember the fruits we brought forth thanks to this suffering, our comradeship, our loyalty, our humility, our courage and generosity, the greatness of heart that all of this inspired. And when they come to judgment, let all those fruits we have borne be their reward and their forgiveness. Amen. Those are heroic stories of mercy, heroic stories of forgiveness. And that's why the Pope is pointing us to this year. And there's so many people out there, you may know them, who don't know this, who don't know about the mercy of God. May we all be ministers of mercy. And perhaps one of these three practical ways will help you in these next days to enter more deeply, to remember a breakthrough moment in mercy in your life, to remember a scripture that really connects for you, or to let yourself reflect on some of these contemporary stories of mercy. May the Lord bless us all as we gather here tonight. May we pray for each other that all of God's mercy that he wants to give us, that our hearts will be open to receive. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.